Is God Listening? Part 2. There's a couple of areas where it's important that I say this. Uh, there was a time in my life where I was praying and singing songs, and it felt flat that God was not listening. And then I asked him, God, are you listening? And I didn't hear a voice, but I just heard it, an impression, a presence, a sense of his presence. Yes, my son, I am listening. In the year 2019, where I didn't have a car, I sold my car because the transmission started going out, and to get that car was a miracle. So there's miracle upon miracle upon miracle. But let, let me go ahead and uh, real quickly tell you that in 2019, I asked God, uh, started praising Him and thanking Him for a car. And I had to think what year it was, you know, it was pre-COVID days and stuff. I have had my truck that was freely given to me. And the guy who gave it to me, my brother-in-law, said he wanted to pay for the registration. It cost me uh, $249 registration, then another $49 for the smog, and boom. I had a pickup truck, brand new tires, a brand new battery. I had to do some things in it to get it you know, clean it up and so forth. But I fell in love with the truck. Uh, but it, I noticed that it needed a lot of gas. And he did tell me, good luck on the gas. <laughs> Nine, ten miles to a gallon. Anyway, I would pray for resources. And then God would uh, give me gas or resources so I could buy a full tank of gas. So one day, I, I, Anna was visiting her parents and I talked to her in the morning. I said, agree with me, agree with me that I will get a full tank of gas today. And she says, okay. So we pray. So we say, Jesus, you got mail. Jesus, you got email. We need a full tank of gas for this car, for this truck. And boom, four hours later, I called her back and I said, hey, I got the gas. And she goes, oh, that's nice. And she goes on to talk about something else. Because, guys, miracles like the sun and the rising of the moon, love and immune system are all so common that we it becomes common to us. Miracles uh, become common. Ah, I didn't put it as good as I should have. But anyway, uh, because they happen so much to us, we expect them, right? We ask for the order. And then... Uh, so I told her, I said, hey, I got, I got a full tank of gas, but it's not in the truck. And she goes, what do you mean the full tank of gas is not in the truck? I said, yeah, one of my good buddies, Al, some, somebody gave him a brand new car, and he wanted that old car out of his driveway, and he brought it over here to me, and then we went to AAA, and I paid $15, and they transferred it to my name, and the car has a full tank of gas, and it's a, it's a Toyota. It's an older 1990-something, four-speed, but it's a gas saver. She, I said, wow. I ran around in for a long time until I had to go knock on his door and find out how to open the gas thing. So God answered. So that was the second car. And then I got another call from my sister. She said, hey, you want our Lexus, the one we used to sell real estate with? It's, you know, it's just sitting in the driveway and it's been sitting there for a long time. And my son used to drive her. He doesn't drive it anymore. So I went over there and get that. And I turned around and I sold the Lexus and I sold the uh, 
little four-cylinder Toyota. You can, it didn't have air conditioning. <laughs> what a numbskull I was. Huh? And I've, I kept the truck, and to this day I still have the truck. So that was my miracle is God listening. But prior to that was a really interesting story. Anna and I walked to Chick-fil-A, and it was about two miles, and we had breakfast, and then we had to walk back, and the day got late, and it started getting sunny. So we had a, a mile and a half, I believe, walk back, and we were walking through the neighborhoods for the, for the shade. We had walked that neighborhood earlier than the day before, and I saw a, a Lexus. Now, this is before that other Lexus. I saw an old Lexus gold up against the fence with a bunch of newer cars all around in that driveway. And I mentioned to Anna, see that Lexus over there? They got tired of it, and they're driving around in their new cars. But the Lexus won't quit. It just keeps running good. So on our way back, I prayed. When we were coming back from Chick-fil-A, that was the day before I mentioned that to Anna. I was coming back to that same neighborhood, the same house, and I saw the car. And this time, I had prayed before. I said, Lord, we need to get home in 15 minutes because we want to see Joseph Prince. We want to see that preacher on TV at 7.30. And we had 15 minutes. So I, I started look, after I prayed that, I started looking around for a friend would pass by or somebody would say, hey, you need a ride or something, some kind of miracle I started looking for. And when I got to that house where that gold Lexus was, you wouldn't believe. The owner was coming out with a briefcase, and he was, jump, he was jumping on his newer car, and I, and I yelled at him, Hey, how much for that Lexus? And he said, 2500 And I said, I'll take it without driving it or anything. He popped open his, his uh, briefcase, and he threw me the keys and goes, See you later. I got to go. And I, was, and I ran over and I said, wait a minute, give me your phone number. And I recorded his phone number on my, on my thing, and he was gone. Huh. I had to go in there and get inside that Lexus with the keys, jumped over the seat because you couldn't get to it. It was so close. Anyway, uh, get in, into it because it was so close to the wall. And it was better than I thought. It had 100,000 miles less than what I thought, and it started right up. I backed it up. Anna jumped on it. We got home at 7.30. We turned on the, the show, and I forgot all about the car. Half hour later, I get up and start stretching as a normal day, and I look out the driveway. I said, whose car is that? I said, oh, that was the car I brought home. And that was the Lexus. We drove that for a year, and then I sold it because the transmission or something started happening, and I didn't want to repair it, and I sold it. So I sold it for the same amount of money I bought it. So that's my story, is God listening. God bless you. And I got more stories on other cars. That in, in that 2019, I might, I might add that two, two friends of mine loaned me their car. One police officer that was out of the country and another one that was out of the state. Each one loaned me their car for about three, four months apiece. So I don't know why I buy cars. God bless you. Take care. I haven't bought a car, and I'm not going to buy a car, and I'll give you the next report. We're believing God for another newer vehicles. Take care now. Good morning, loved ones. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is being certain of what we do not see. And a paraphrase. 
Genuine faith puts his letter in the mailbox and lets go, distributes. This distrust, however, holds on to a corner of the envelope and then wonders why the answers never arrive. It is the same way with genuine faith. It hands its circumstance over to God, allowing Him to work. Psalms 37.5 is a great confirmation of this. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will never work until we commit. Faith is receiving, or even more, actually appropriating the gifts God offers us. We may believe in Him, come to Him, commit to Him, and rest in Him, but we will never fully realize that all our blessings and until we begin to receive from Him and come to Him, having the spirit of abiding and appropriating. One of the ways that I have seen in my past is uh, knowing that God hears my prayer. That is a significant uh, skill developed over time. I give you an illustration. When I was uh, selling real estate in Baldwin Park, when the, my sons were young, the boys, we had a, I had a Mercedes Benz. I I had quit my job, uh, Rouse Grocery Company, and I went full time with Century 21. Two weeks later, they closed the building. I was without a job. I had a house payment, a car payment. And I was in the parking lot, and I started laughing. It was humorous to me. You know, that's a great act of faith when you when you're able to uh, to be in that position. Anyway, make a long story short, it was a grueling uh, eight nine months trying to pay the house payment. Finally, caught up some. And finally made payments good on the car, but they, they still came and took it. In other words, they repossessed the uh, Mercedes-Benz. So I was without a car selling real estate in Baldwin Park. And Bill, my broker, says, you need a car to show property. And I kept telling everyone, God's going to bring me a car. I put my Bible on top of my desk, and they would put my Bible on my chair, telling me that this was an office. It wasn't a church. Anyway, make a long story short, for about three weeks, I kept thanking God, and somehow I knew He was going to throw cars my way. I kept thanking Him. I got a refund from the Mercedes for about $2,000 because they had made an error in taking the car uh, because the state had said that I didn't uh, pay their taxes, but what it was my... Anyway, that was taken care of. Um... But make a long story short, I had a customer I was selling property for, and uh, he had a, a brand new Corvette he couldn't sell. He was about 75 years old, and he had another Corvette, Cargill. So what happened was he, he gave me the car to sell, and I had it for two months, and then he gave me another uh, Corvette to, to sell. I sold that right away, a red one, and then I went out and bought a car. I shouldn't have bought the car myself. Anyway... You, everybody knows this story. God provided abundantly. And today I find myself again without a car. I'm walking around. And I said a prayer last night that I know God heard me. And I have faith. 
So the next report you get is I'll be telling you what kind of car God has brought my way, what kind of vehicle. It may be a loaner. It may be a, a, a rental. Maybe something that uh, God will instruct me to go get. Anyway, I love you. God bless you. I'm going to Santa Cruz for May Cinco de Mayo. I'm going to a men's retreat. Uh, I have a friend I'm working with. He's got a year and a half sober from drinking, and he asked me to go over there. He's working for Apple Computer. Actually, he's, he's an elevator mechanic, and you develop friendships here that you have to uphold. So he asked me to go. Anna thought it was a good idea. She's going to go visit her mom and the little kids. And I'm going to take off to this three-day, four-day seminar of about 3,500 men. <clears throat> we're, going to, we're going to study <clears throat> and fellowship and laugh and throw horseshoes. Woohoo! <clears throat> this is my report for April. I love you all. <clears throat> and today's scripture is Psalms 91.15 says, when they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. Say it the Lord God. Psalm 91.5. I love you. Have a great day.